Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Let's get back to doing this regular on Tuesday, guys. How's everybody doing? Welcome. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the Supercast. I'm Leah Hensley. And I'm Jacob Bosecker. And before this, we were having a discussion over if a hot dog was a sandwich. <laughs> before we get into the important information. Is um, a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> before we debate, just let you guys know this episode is again brought to you by Vanga CBD. Um, the number one sponsor of this podcast and probably one of my favorite products out there. Vanga CBD is created by endurance athletes for endurance athletes. It is the best CBD out there. What do you think? Leah? Hmm. I know a secret. Tell me. Uh, no, I'm not going to tell you. You're not going to tell. Well, that's not very nice. Secret, I'm not going to tell you, nice. but I know I know Vanga's cooking up some really interesting stuff right now. They um, are. We are excited to be partnered. I got a letter from the partner. mail with them, and I'm so excited to be partnered with them. And I'm really, really pumped at some of the stuff they're prepping for the, the second half of 2020 if we finally yeah. get some races. Oh for my God. real. I've been if you guys are not gummies. already Ugh. following them, you need to be. There's going to be some exciting announcements coming up. Really cool, um, really cool direction with the company and some some really neat stuff coming down the line. Um, yep. A few changes. I'm excited. But as it's, always, it's, it's a great product, you know, for athletes, by athletes. Uh, use code BROCR. Save yourself 15% there at the door. Um, I can't speak highly enough about the stuff. Yep. Um, Feel the free there. to reach out to them or us if you have any questions. Um, and get on the bandwagon. Yeah, talk to some of the athletes, too, that we've got the higher ends. You know, VJ Jones, he would be happy to talk to you about Vanga. Um, mm-hmm. Heather you know, Golnick. Heather Golnick, Ashley Heller. Um, you know, I'm sure even Rich would <laughs> Diaz and talk yep. to you about it a bit. Um, For sure. Yeah, we love it. Great team. Check it out, Vanga CBD. That being said, hot dog sandwich. <laughs> yeah, so... Jacob affectionately called me a hot dog sandwich when I just called him, and I don't I know think how a hot to dog is a sandwich. That. I think a hot dog is a sandwich, and this we're we're not going to rant about this long, but I think a hot dog is a sandwich, especially like a Chicago dog. I'm going to have to agree only by principle of the definition of a sandwich being something in between two pieces of bread. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> enough enough of the hot dog talk. Anyway, guys, it has been. You know, we're we're I'm throwing on the explicit mark right now because we've got quite an episode. It's been batshit crazy here. Dare I say it's kind of like like I feel like we're standing outside of a fire and it's like, should I touch it? Should I not? Should I touch it? Should I not? I like something's like... gonna happen, I don't know, but should I touch it? I don't know. Oh my god, like when okay, so last week we and we 
did a follow-up there at the beginning of our episode, kind of about yes. what it came out with the Unbreakable Code, and we'll talk, we're going to touch about that some more here in a second. Yep. Um, and then all of a sudden, the community went freaking nuts. Yeah. Um, oh my Joe god. Joe is People, like wishing death upon everybody. Well, that's that's the question. So like there was <laughs> right. there was different podcasts and stuff with mm-hmm. with Maddie B. Davis, and then mm-hmm. he came out on his own channel and said, "No, I don't want nobody to die." I just don't want to see us dying in our homes. Uh, You know, thoughts and prayers, good vibes only. (laughs) And uh, so here's the thing. I'm going to put this out there as a disclaimer to everybody. Before you follow, before you make an opinion about anything in this world. Listen to it fully. By yourself. Don't listen to the recap. Don't listen to the printed summary. Make yourself a valued opinion on the material. That's the thing here because, you know, you can listen to something yourself and form your own opinions, but unfortunately that doesn't seem to be the cool thing to do. The cool thing to do seems to be getting totally swayed by clickbait and reading, you know, a little bit of an expert excerpt, sorry, of a quote and then all of a sudden, I'm never racing again. Like, come on, y'all. But here's here's my additional thing, though, that <laughs> speaks so much in our culture and where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. COVID's making us slow down for a change. We can't well, look at it. We cannot get an answer down. in a freaking tweet. We can't right. get, you know, we can't get a solution through a fancy, you know, good shot on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's making us actually take some time. And understand something. Well, if you want um, to come off as an educated person, then yes, that is 100% true. Yeah. I mean, I think we should take our time getting back into things slowly. And that's that's me. So Joe's Joe's rolling the wheels back out. And we've also heard this uh, Friday, I believe, Hubie even said something about Indian Mud Run. They're planning to go just as normal. Yep. Indian Mud Run is on, according to Hubie, for the regular date. And not only that, but he's added an additional date of May 30th. Mm-hmm. To no May 30th to come out and preview the course, run the course, help build the course. <sighs> and if you do, you even get like a, a shirt. t-shirt, a band, yeah, a and a medal from previous years. That's fun. That's uh, next weekend. That is God. That is next weekend. That's Holy next shit. weekend. So if you want to go run an unofficial race, then uh, next weekend. Go hang out with go. Hubie. Yeah. Ah, uh, I. I don't know how I feel about all this, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around my own feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're going to go into the in-depth here about it here um, after a little bit on what, once again, these guidelines look like. And I guess for my thing, the big things that I want to say is, first of all, we still have a month. A lot yes. can change in a month. We can learn a lot. We can see a lot in a month um, from yep. different races, from racers getting sick, from anything happening. From society in general. Exactly. From life. I think there's a lot that we can dissect here and learn here from this um, as far as the culture and sports. And if if you know me and follow me on Facebook, um, I shared a really, really good video. And we'll, we'll talk about that here after a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, about marble racing even, which is – I like marble racing now. I've watched a lot of marble racing. I, I have too. It's gone viral. and <laughs> It's you kind know, of funny. You, it's kind of funny, like, what does it say about us? Like, are we that desperate for some, like, competition so. out there that but we'll, some marbles rolling down a hill captures our attention? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll watch it now. <laughs> I will watch marble racing. But, um, you know, I just don't think 
for me, I don't think we're there yet. That's my opinion. I think I'd love to see some more time. I think we've got some time here to learn some more stuff um, from sports in general. But I shared a video from last week tonight's John Oliver, which I love that show. I watch it religiously. And he had some really, really good points about uh, different different sporting events opening up slowly and how other mm-hmm. countries are doing it, like Germany and how – uh, how the WWE actually in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Florida is currently hosting some regulation, some some matches and stuff. And it seems it. like Florida is 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 the go to place. <sighs> but uh, before we go into some of that here and kind of our yeah. thoughts and opinions, Leah, I wanted to bring on a friend of mine. Yeah. So we we've been sharing our opinions. But at the end of the day, you know, we're not really educated people when it comes to this stuff. So yeah, let's get somebody who knows. <laughs> Yeah, my degree's in counseling. Exactly. I'm a designer. I invent shit. Um, that's me. <laughs> so I brought on one of my friends, Evelyn Liebernays. Uh She is actually a master's of public health in the Boston area. Mm-hmm. Um, she does some contact tracing. We're going to learn a little bit about contact tracing. We're going to talk a little bit about COVID and what she's seen with the outbreaks. And, um, you know, I mean, she's not far from Spartan HQ, and she talks a little bit about that and some of the things that she's seen around the Fenway races and just kind of what we think. Yep. Uh, so without further ado, Leah, uh, let's kick it over to that. Strap on your boots, boys and girls. I am back here with Evelyn Liebernays. Evelyn, how's life? Ooh, I'd say it's coronatastic. How's your life? <laughs> Um, it, it's coronatacular, really. Um, so we're we're doing really good here. Um, so for for the listeners out there, Evelyn is an old friend of mine and my family here. Um, she is she went to college with my wife Jessica. Um, she has her master's in public health, and is a sassy dame. Um, Evelyn, you want to get a little bit of background on yourself? Yeah. So I um I did. I knew the 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 OG Jessica Bosecker, you know, before pre-Bosecker, dare I say. And I have had the, the good opportunities and chances to study health and public health along the way. I've worked in a number of major hospitals and teaching institutions. I'd say my strongest background is actually probably in mental health and in substance use. But it's been a really wild times. So public health is all the rage these days. You know, we kind of like it right now, and it's a hot topic, especially where you are located in – you're right outside of Boston, right? I sure am. So we've got a lot of friends that live in the Boston area. Actually, um, you you might not even know this, but the Spartan Race HQ is in downtown Boston. Oh, I I think I knew that a little bit, but not all the way, so I'm glad you refreshed me. Thank you. Absolutely. And so you've been to one Spartan race. You've actually been to Fenway with me and you were just elated when we were there a few years ago. (laughs) Uh, It was maybe the coldest and the wettest. It was both, I think. And a lot of people (laughs) taking it really seriously. And it was so early in the morning. Oh, my God. So the fact that folks get up that early, I would say, is really wow. Hands down, just an accomplishment that I myself have done able to attain so well done just off a piece of peanut butter bread you know that's that's sometimes just all we need <laughs> um, it would but, mean it would mean so one of the things Evelyn that I've been really intrigued by um now we've been we've been thrown out a lot of buzzwords just like any other time and any other thing we talk about um but I wanted to bring you on because you've been doing and I know you can't go into specifics by by any means of the mind on contact tracing so 
you know, and we're going to go into some other stuff. But what does it mean to do contact tracing work and working with hospitals? Sure. So the concept behind contract tracing and, and just in a nutshell, what it is, is very, it's pretty simple. We're trying to track who are folks that have COVID-19 and who are all the folks that they have been in contact with. And we, by contact, we mean generally people that you live with, people that you've spent more than just a passing few minutes at the grocery store mm -hmm. with. So these are individuals that you've had some sort of close contact, some sort of close, more likely prolonged contact. Okay. And the goal really is to find out who are all the folks that are positive, who are the folks that were in contact with those individuals, and how can we get those individuals tested and quarantined so they're not spreading the disease. Okay. That's, and that's really interesting. So the reason I wanted to bring you in is you've seen some of these races and you've seen how the contact really works when you all jump into a, a starting corral altogether, right? I would say that's an understatement, but yes, I have seen it. <laughs> that's an under, you, you've seen it, you've, but you've kind of got an idea. An understatement for Spartan races, it would seem. It's kind of like only contact, it seems. They should be like only contact sports. It's as many <laughs> beings and bodies that you can throw at an obstacle at any given time. And it's a lot. It is, it is a lot. It is a lot. And you were there it's for Fenway. Fun. It's not a small race. <laughs> Not a small race. Fenway seemed to really bring out the crowds, and it was a shit day, I believe, as I already told you. It was and not pretty. It was cold. <laughs> it was cold. It was, uh, it was fucking cold. It was fucking <laughs> and every just sweat everywhere, sweat breathing on people's secretions, <laughs> just like Contact City out there. So I am I'm glad to hear that you all have made some really good choices in terms of racing and looking out for everybody's health first and foremost because that's not everybody's making those choices and I feel really sorry for those athletes. Well, I think Evelyn, that every the the option to and the right time to, to open safe. Pandora's box. Yeah, no, I'm so glad to hear that your organization is thinking about it so seriously because there are a lot of folks that aren't. Well, Evelyn that, that's for now, though. Um, so that's the whole reason I wanted to bring you on here and kind of get the shock factor and, and figure out what's going on in your head when you hear something for the first time. So Spartan just announced last week that they are going to be hosting their first race in Jacksonville, Florida, here in one month. That sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, and this is, this is exactly why I wanted to pull you on. So they'll be hosting uh, their first I, race in Jacksonville. Hear, hear me out here. Hear me out here, Evelyn. Uh, one month right, from now. We, we've got yeah. four weeks. We got four weeks yeah. until they're hosting their first race in Jacksonville, Florida, and they've made yeah. a lot of precautions. They're sure. going to be doing. Um, they're going. They said they're going to be doing health checks. They're going to be doing temperature checks. It's um, online registration only. Less numbers, but we've not heard what what that realistically means. Um, um, there, there's just a lot of things that they're trying to keep in touch. But I guess from my standpoint is what would it look like for somebody such as yourself trying to do contact tracing when you find out somebody's been at a race like this? That's a fucking disaster. So let me let's let's let me entertain break it down for me, Evelyn. <laughs> yeah, let me entertain the concept for a hot second that I think it's even remotely a fine idea one month from now for people to be sweating and knocking against each other and breathing on each other. I will suspend reality. Sure. But let's see all those <laughs> And what's it going to be? It's going to be June in freaking Florida. You're going to have people right. who are 
who are sweaty, who are spitting and drooling, and we all know what they do, peeing on themselves, every type of secretion possible, <laughs> all over these people. And then you're going to send these motherfuckers home to their wives, to their children, to their parents. And guess what happens? It's generally not these people who are pretty athletic and pretty safe on the whole that are not getting sick. But guess who your fucking parents are? All the motherfuckers who are at risk. Like, what the fuck type of person would do that? And I think what's really fucking frustrating to me is, like... I have a lot of respect for the Spartan organization. I actually have a dear friend who worked for them who unfortunately passed away. And, like, they've treated him so well. They treated that family so kindly. And I think it is, you know, I have a lot of respect for them. And I hope, certainly hope yeah. that they hear these cautions. Because to think that, you know, even in your own situation, y'all have a new little baby at home. To think if you went off to this race not knowing any better and came home, it wouldn't be that you were trying to get your wife and your new baby sick. But guess what fucking happens? That's the reality. Nobody intends to get other people sick. And when I guess happens, my thing is – okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's to the point – like there's no I'm sorry that are going to fix this, right? There's – I don't understand how you live with that on your conscience knowing that you could have done something to prevent it and you didn't. And to me, I feel like Spartan Race is really about living a healthy lifestyle and really about trying to make calculated risks. And this seems like a really, it seems really out of line. I don't think it's a good calculated risk, given a sport that, you know, people don't enter because it's the safest thing that ever was. They like pushing their bodies to the brink. But this is not pushing your body to the brink. This is pushing your health past what is even reasonable to expect. And I think it's just such a slight for the families, the coworkers, the children, all the people who love these Spartan racers, because they're the ones who are going to get sick. And I think well, it's really unfair to them. I think for me, the, the big thing that gets me looking at a macro level from this, Evelyn, is so, okay, so let's say they have a race in Jacksonville here in a month. And, you know, we've still got a month. There's time. Things can change. I don't know what will change. You know, protocols will change. I'm sure that's not going to look the same as the race that you saw in Fenway. Bottom line, it's not going to look like that at all. But realistically, you know, let's say let's say 2,000 people show up. Mm -hmm. And 1,000 people show up there from Jacksonville. And 1,000 people show up from all across the USA from different places. That that's right. From a from a contact tracing point, that looks pretty rough. It's extremely difficult because imagine somebody and imagine how many people that you encounter under when you're not under quarantine. When you go to those races, you're encountering like hundreds of people that are friends that probably you would call family. Right. And it's not like you want to go there. It's not like people are going to be wearing masks. They're going to be hugging each other and missing each other and wanting that connection. And being close enough to spread a virus. And then imagine that going home. I know of one instance in Nebraska, which is one of the places that we've seen the lowest amount of COVID-19. There was one quinceanera, which, as most of us know, is like a coming out party for mm -hmm. primarily Mexican girls who Latina. are around 15, yeah. Latinx, excuse me. And they traced one of the biggest outbreaks in Nebraska to a quinceanera in the middle of the state, and it's starting to ravage the state. And that was one party. Interesting, interesting. And, I, I, and it only takes one party to, it only takes one group, it takes one event 
to spread it through a state. Imagine having an event as large as a Spartan race and in a state which is far more populated than Nebraska is. So part of part of the saving grace in Nebraska is that they have a lot of space in between each other, but we're still seeing folks get sick, even though, yeah. because folks don't want to go to work, right? You don't work six feet away generally for most folks in most organizations. So you're going to be putting all the people you work with at risk. You're putting your loved ones at risk. And I I would strongly discourage people from from participating. And I definitely understand the need, right? Everybody's feeling lonely. Everybody's feeling isolated. Oh, absolutely. And the Spartan community, I think, is one that's a very interconnected, extremely supportive community. So I, I feel for that. I do. And I think that they have a really important role to serve in decreasing some of this isolation. And the opportunity would be fantastic. And I would hate to see that opportunity used or misused in a way that could ultimately get a lot of people sick. And and I agree a thousand percent there. I think realistically, we're looking at the safety and the longevity of these racers and the athletes. Um, I, I think the thing for me that really strikes home with this is it's it's first of all what it's going to look like. I I think it's not going to look like anything we've seen before. But for me, so Spartan also has trail races. Mm-hmm. And for me, like my mindset is like, how would you feel? Okay, if we weren't jumping over obstacles, if we weren't, you know, crawling and, and the barbed wire's out, but and so is the dunk wall. Certain obstacles are being omitted for safety reasons, and that's smart. They're they're doing their due diligence there and starting to make some changes with that. I I appreciate that, but for me, doing something like a trail race makes a lot more sense than doing something like an obstacle course race at this point in time. I definitely agree. And in the public health world, we call that harms reduction, right? Okay. So it's when, it's when you take something and you're not going to stop doing it, right? I don't think any Spartan racer that I know has stopped exercising. But no, how can no. we do this in a way? How can you guys come together and be together as a community in a way that at least decreases the amount of harm that's going to happen, right? And trail I running, I think, is a Trailblazing is a wonderful way to do that. And I think that's something that we need to be moving more toward. I absolutely understand the folks who are freaking out right now at home. Yeah, we're, we're hungry. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone's thirsty, my friend. We're thirsty for anything. <laughs> like, you know, you put a new, like, if the McRib comes out, people are going to come out in droves, you know? Like, shit would go down. And I think that we need to be responsible I think we need to be really responsible with that amount of power and in that community. And I think something that's really impressive to me about the Spartan community is I think it has a way of bringing men together, especially, that otherwise feel really lonely, feel really isolated. We haven't had major movements and major social movements that include men. And I think to see more men in these um, in these places where they get to cheer each other on and they're racing of course for themselves but they're racing for their teams i love that and i would hate to think that that would be put at jeopardy and i i truly believe one bad event in which everybody gets sick i'm sorry spartan's going down like any risk any, any risk management would tell you that in in a heartbeat and that i think is so detrimental to the community of folks who really depend on Spartan and depend on those relationships and depend on that camaraderie. I, I think this is really a, a long, a, the impact you could have could be very outreaching and devastating. And I would, I think that would be 
is so harmful to these people. Because as, as you know, you I think you've made some of your best friends through your Spartan races. I think those are some of your strongest social connections. I've and made some amazing people. <laughs> and to think that anything would take that away from you, like a Spartan race that went awry and now no more Spartan races can happen, that would be devastating, I think, to more than just the Spartan community. And so there's a lot of responsibility there. And there, there's, a, there's a ton, Evelyn. You hit on a lot of great things there. Um, you know, the camaraderie and what we have there in the community is really, really big. Um, and I, I really feel this is going to look different than other races. I'm intrigued to see where they go with it. Um, I don't think, I, I guess for me, the, the line that I keep going back on all of this is we have a month. Uh, we have some time to learn some stuff. Um, we And that I would keep my frickin' thumb on the pulse like a son of a gun to understand and make sure I'm keeping up with county officials, understanding mm-hmm. numbers, and doing all that stuff. Uh, another thing before before we close our time here, Evelyn, I wanted to bring up another idea. Um, so there was a discussion that the CEO made a post last week, and this is all pretty pretty breaking, but we, he talked about – so he, he came out. He made a bunch of statements. He was on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um so and he, you know, some of them were well received, others were not. Uh, some of his comments, um, but there was a follow up video that he did where he talked about two two important things. Uh, one, which is hopefully we're for the vast majority of us, I would say we're hoping for a vaccine for this and looking for probably like a January timeline for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems realistic. How do you feel about that? So here's my honest, honest opinion. Nobody really knows fuck shit about coronavirus or COVID-19. With Mm -hmm. love, we are so early into it. And I understand that everybody is sitting at home with their like three feet long hair that they haven't been able to get cut for months and feels like that this has gone on forever. But Mm -hmm. in terms of the life cycle of a disease or a virus, we don't know fuck shit. And I think that... For anybody to say that they can really hang their hat on any single piece of knowledge about COVID-19 makes me feel like I have a lot more questions to ask because okay. the very so, little so information I, I have is it. <laughs> so I'm going to follow that up with a second um, topic that he brought up, which was the concept of herd immunity. <laughs> yes. Thoughts. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, gosh. All right. I'm going to, I'm not fucking, I'm not going to be PC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal. Herd immunity works. I don't think this boo knows what herd immunity is. Herd immunity works when you get the vast majority of people vaccinated and the only mm-hmm. ones who are left who aren't vaccinated are people who can't get the vaccine for medical reasons or some other or sometimes religious exceptions, but it's usually medical-related reasons. And mm-hmm. the concept is, let's say there are 10 of us together, two of mm-hmm. us couldn't get the vaccine because we there was one, two people had medical exceptions. Well, the eight of us aren't going to But everybody to get, else is okay. Yeah, everyone else is okay. And those two people are protected too because the eight other people can't okay. get it. And can't. So that's what herd immunity is. We have no real timeline of when any vaccine is coming out so that the concept of talking to herd immunity at this point is laughable. So, so 
So to go back on this, so antibody testing that we've seen in some of these cases and stuff that we've been looking at here, um, yep. how, how has that been looking at for people that have had it? Can they get it again? Like what, what's, what's that look like from your end? Antibody testing is something, again, every day we're throwing new things out there, right? We're doing antibody testing one day. We're doing new, we're using malaria drugs another day. The reason yeah, is because we don't know what the fuck is going on. So we try new shit every day. Yeah, we're, we're throwing science at the wall and seeing what sticks now at this point. Essentially the shotgun approach to medicine, which none of us would prefer, but that's the situation we're in. That's just where we're at right now. (laughs) Is okay and not great. It can show that you have some antibodies, but we know that people are testing positive two and three and more times. We know that people are contracting the illness at least multiple, can Uh on multiple occasions. So even if you've contracted it once, the most that we know about this is that it's a highly, um, and very quickly changing virus, very quickly. So mm-hmm. when something mutates very quickly, we don't have a good handle on it. We don't even really have a good handle on fucking flu. And we make a vaccine for that every year. So yep. to think that we can depend on a future vaccine that we don't know exists yet is a little ridiculous. It's a bit much. And that's that's kind of my opinion. But additionally, additionally like the concept of herd immunity, like... I like mean, to think we that, like, even if we get one, how many vaccines are we going to have? How are we going to distribute them? Are the healthcare workers going to get them first? Are people who are have those pre-existing conditions going to get them first? Like, once we have the materials, then we have another really hard set of questions. So this this disease is not stopping anytime soon, and people really need to buckle down because we're in it for the long haul. And I think we need to think about how can we keep ourselves sustainable, knowing that the science changes every day. I, even if you had an antibody test and let's say you wanted to go to a race, that doesn't mean you can't contract the illness again. Yeah. And it, and just because you have antibodies doesn't mean that you are healed. It doesn't mean that you've gotten better. We have lots of people who are, have antibodies and are actively sick. We don't know enough information, I think, to make any sorts of predictions about the future, least of all one month from now. And, you know, I think that's realistically my hope as a racer and just an athlete and a, and a person is realistically looking at this. At least we have a month to understand and learn more, you know. And that, that's that's my uh, biggest like saving grace to all this. No, we do have a month. But I would really, really, really strongly encourage those athletes who uh, feel very hell-bent on attending this to, to understand the reasons why they feel hell-bent on attending this and weigh that against the health and the safety of their communities and their workplaces and their families and their loved ones. And is there another way that you could not, maybe not you in particular, but Spartan could be helping these folks meet those needs. And, and they are doing I, great things, like they're putting on a virtual race series, actually. They're, they're trying here in the next few weeks to put on the largest virtual race series in a weekend. Um, and there's, there's things like that. I, I think it's just a little bit too soon is one of the big outcries from the community. Right. It is, it's too soon. And it's just, it's such a difficult transition, right? How do you take something that is so physically active, that is so almost prescriptive, right? You know exactly what you need to train for, exactly what 
need to do. You know the people you're going to see every weekend. Like this is this is a lifestyle for a lot of people. It's not just Absolutely. a hobby. And for that to be shut down overnight, like that's devastating. That's life altering and life changing for a lot of people. And I want people to really recognize and be honest about the toll that that takes on you. Like that's grief. And I, and I say that from sort of my, my public health background, but there's a lot of grief that I think is coming out as anger right now. And especially there's a lot of anger about the things we're not able to do. And I think really what underlies that is we're lonely people and we're trying really hard. And Spartan has tapped into this niche group of individuals who love these obstacle course races and love these sorts of challenges. And I think for that lifeline to be cut off for them has been extremely damaging. And I I don't want to undercut that at all, because I think this is a lifestyle to a lot of people. And without this support, I could only imagine how much people must be suffering in some ways. And I'd like to see Spartan do more in the way of helping those individuals and working with those individuals, because that's, that's really what it should be about. I think Spartan for a lot of people, and tell me if I'm wrong, Jacob, comes to people at, during a time in life generally when they, they need it. It seems to be something that people seek out when things are perhaps not the best and that they find a lot of joy in. Is that right? You know, you know, we really do look at it like that way. We, my friend Kevin Donahue said it really well. Spartan and OCR is the sport of second chances. And when you're when you're down there in the trenches with another guy, it's not hard to look for somebody else that's not hurting as much as you. And that's one of the things I like about it is that we're all together. And but at the same time, during a time where we're looking at something like this, it's um, it's also just really hard to be alone. Evelyn, I think that kind of brings us here to our time here together. Um, but thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. Of course, of course. Always happy to join on. And please, folks, if you're needing assistance at this time or you're feeling lonely, reach out to other folks in the Spartan community. I'm guessing you're going to find a lot of love and a lot of empathy there. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Evelyn. Thanks, Jacob. Have a great one. Well, that was fun. <laughs> My kind of people. <laughs> you know, Evelyn Evelyn is a sweetheart. She is passionate. And but she is she knows quite a bit about health. She says so what she thinks. She definitely says what she thinks. That is that is very odd. Um, but I feel for me Sorry, my dog like also a, says what he thinks. <laughs> he does say what he thinks. <laughs> I feel like Evelyn really we need this as a sport right now. We do. We are, we've got people out there chomping at the bit ready to get back on the race course. And we, we need this. Like a lot We're of people, watching marbles for God's sakes. Like, I mean, it just shows <laughs> we are starving for competition. We are starving for activity, you know, and people want to get back out there and not just in sports, but just get back out there to any kind of normalcy in their life. Yeah. And we need this right now. We really mm-hmm. do need this as a culture right now in a sport. And I was talking to some other friends just in the community, just how much we miss the camaraderie and our friends right? and stuff. And There's so much more sucks. than just a race. Absolutely. It's so much more than just a race for so many of us. But at the same time, safety, guys, it's mm-hmm. it's so crazy. So going back to that John Oliver episode that I sent you with the yep. marbles. Yep, um, yep. So we're looking at the WWE hosting yep. some events now in Jacksonville, Florida. And, you yep. know, talk about a freaking coincidence there. Um, right. There's something about Jacksonville because, I mean, really, why are we just locking in on that one particular place? 
that apparently it's a hot place to be right now. I um, guess so. So they talked about that. They talked about Germany opening up their races, but they also uh, their um, not races, but their um, their soccer games, their football games. Yeah, we talked about that. And we talked about the UFC. The UFC. Um, they, but I guess for me, watching that piece there, it really made me think like, oh my God, the NHL has canceled their season. Major League yeah. Baseball has canceled their season. The NBA. The NBA canceled their season for, mm-hmm. for mass sporting events. And I'm like, yep. the, you know, the Tokyo, the not Tokyo, but the Beijing Olympics. No, Tokyo. Canceled. You're right. Uh, post- was it Tokyo or Beijing this year? I thought it was Beijing. Tokyo. It was Tokyo? No. Tokyo. I'm so dingus right now. I am sorry. It <laughs> we is were Tokyo. just in Beijing. We were just in Beijing. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, before Rio. That's right. Right, right. Um, so anyway, I think... Like, I, as much as I hate to say it, I would love to see things like the trail races first. And I've talked to many people about that. Well, that kind of makes know. the most sense in my mind of mm-hmm. reopening. Let's start with just a basic trail race before we jump straight into obstacle course racing. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So for me right now, so I'm looking at the Spartan website right now, Leah. Mm-hmm. So Jacksonville itself, there are three options. Oh, shoot. What? So there is a cap on this. I missed this. Um, there are still morning wave slots right now, midday mm-hmm. and afternoon. There are 22 afternoon spots still, and it's one of those things. I wonder if it's if they're going to up the up the yeah, price. Yeah, they say that all the time. There's so many spots until the price goes up, and then so many well, more. It's spots. not saying anything about the price up. Okay. So it just says 125, 93 spots left until sold out. Hmm. Uh, 31 until sold out midday and then afternoon 22 left until sold out. Okay. Well, we know that they have said that they're going to cap, um, the waves and have it much smaller. So we don't know mm-hmm. exactly what that number but is. But what is that size? What but is that we know number? It's smaller. Yep. Um, it's going to be interesting. You um, know, and that number might even change between now and then. So who knows? It could, it very well could. Um, it has the new, protocols on here the new racer regulations mm-hmm. um but anyway um it's gonna be interesting uh so looking yeah. at the new guidelines here leah mm-hmm. um so it's what spartan's doing the cleaning and sanitation um yep. protective equipment distancing screening uh, adjustments at risk people and disclaimers yep. so basically they're putting in new protocols cleaning and sanitation you know uh, reducing customer touch points, additional yep. cleaning, hand sanitizers available there uh, mm-hmm. throughout the event, including around high traffic areas, mm-hmm. after every obstacle, and around the porta johns. Yep, and contactless um, um, aid Contactless patients. entry. Yep. So the use of sealed water bottle, sealed water bottles instead of cups, mm-hmm. um, and just increased hygiene basically overall. Right. Um, all event staff and volunteers will have face coverings. Um, and they'll have shields over the the um, check-in area. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as social distancing, to man- manage the volume of racers on site, each race will be given a specific arrival and departure time for entry to exit. Now, I think that's going to be really hard to control. Well, that's that's my thing. Like, you can say that, but really, what are they going to do about that? Like, a ballpark is it, – it, it makes it a little bit better if you say, like, morning, and then you need to be out by, like, mid-morning. You know? Only if they then completely clear out the festival. But what do you do about the people who are still on course taking their time? Legit question. Uh, get them in, get them out, do your best. Um, yeah. You know, there's going to be some of those. 
Um, customer throughput will be monitored to minimize the number of people and make sure that the space is kept acceptable levels at all times. Heat sizes are going to be reduced. That's not defined as well. Well, we it's don't know reduced. to what, right? Um, the course themselves will be widened from previous standards to make sure everybody is safely distanced. Okay. Well, and that's going to impact the venues because some venues you go to, it's single track for a lot of it. It is. Um, dedicated lanes along with designated waiting spots six foot apart. Yeah, I wonder uh, how that's going to be. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but it's going to be so different because it's no longer elite. It's all it's all open. Right. There's no, well, you there's can't no have group, an no elite, elite competition and truly be that way if you want to enforce the distancing. It, it, you just you can't. Put it on yeah, you really can't. Oh, um, screening. What are you doing? Are you making hot I dogs? Just, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I am making dinner, but I just dropped my can okay. opener. <laughs> all right. So screening. Uh, there'll be temperature checks. You know, yeah. we'll have... Um, declaration to when checking in if they are not affected by COVID-19 or have been or willing to have contact with somebody with it in the past 14 days. Um, no on-site registration, um, the removal of water-based obstacles, um, sandbag carry, barbed wire crawl, out. Um, and yeah, The that's bottom really line is, is it sounds like they are doing they as much as they for, can mm -hmm. to do something and have an event of some kind, but... If you are one of those people who is trying to get back in there, bear in mind, this is not going to be OCR of the past. This is not going to be racing no, as we know it. And, you know, I can just see the, the, the blasts, you know, after the event. This was crap and it was this and people bitching and complaining about these changes. But... People who are going need to realize this is like our world is not going back to normal right away. Not anytime soon. So, uh, you know, we can predict what we game. Right. We can make our predictions and our guesses. But until we have that first event in Jacksonville, which may or may not happen, but we'll have we'll to see. Just wait and see. And then we'll report no. back. Absolutely. If, if you, you know, are listening and going to Jacksonville or planning on going to Jacksonville, hit us up. Let us know because we're going to want to talk to you. Have you thought more about going, Leah? I have, you know, I've toyed with it. I've gone back and forth with it at this point mm -hmm. in time. Make a decision today. I'm going to say no. Um, okay. Why? I, I just, there's just too many questions right now for me. And that's fair. Um. I, and I guess that's my point is that's a fine answer. That's yeah, a perfectly acceptable answer. There's too many questions. I am not one of those people that wants everything to open up and go back to normal like tomorrow because I know that that can't happen. I want things to be opened safely and responsibly. And mm -hmm. I just need that reassurance or that, you know, comfort level before I make a trek down to Jacksonville and put myself at risk. I totally hear you. And I think it's, I think, uh, I, I said it multiple times, I think I want to see things start opening again. I do. Mm -hmm. I think there's a slow way to do it. I would, mm -hmm. I personally, I would do it with a trail race, but that's me. Yep. No, um, I would agree. But then again, on top of that, though, like I'm seeing, there's a, there's a ride that was supposed to be coming up here in about a month called the rain ride here in Indiana that I've mm -hmm. done in the past where we ride across the state of Indiana on bikes, um, mm. 160 miles in a day. They canceled. Mm, goodness. Um, and that was. It's just hard to see stuff like that, and it sucks right. for everybody. But it's right, man. It's it's gonna suck any way you cut it. 
that's right. I guess that's my bottom line here on this. Like, there's Pretty no much. nice way of making this. We just have to bear, you know, hang in there and be patient and, you know, don't do anything stupid. I mean, the, the biggest thing about, like, a big race like Jacksonville, to me, is it's not just the local little area of Jacksonville. You've got people traveling from God knows where. And that's one of the things that we talk with Evelyn there. Um, You know, you've got people all across coming there for that, for that one little, for this one little 5k now. Right. And now suddenly that risk is just skyrocketing. Astronomical. Absolutely. Uh, If you're going, let us know and we'll talk with you. We want to talk to you. Yeah. We want to, we want to talk to you and talk about why you want to go and why you Mm -hmm. want to see this. And that's, and that's perfectly fine, too. We just want to talk yep. about it. Um, Absolutely. And if you do go after anything, the event, we want to talk and find out how it went. Absolutely, we do. Yeah. I'm I'm really intrigued to see how this is going to go. Additionally, on top of this, though, uh, they announced the world's largest um, – they want to have this online race now, or this um, world's largest virtual race. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? Eh, you know, I <laughs> – the, the whole virtual race thing, like, I mean, I get it, and and mm-hmm. I, I I don't want to see casualties of of this pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I realize that places and companies, especially smaller ones, need to do whatever they can to keep that revenue stream open, so I'm not going to hate on that kind of stuff, but at the same time, you know, let's be realistic of what this is, and you know, what's going to be enforced and I don't know. It's, I mean, for me, like they had the different distances. So you could, right. you could throw out 30 bucks and do a virtual ultra for him. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing a virtual ultra in my backyard, Joe better be giving me a muckle. <laughs> <You better be laughs> That's my two cents there. I told a few different friends that this week. Like if I'm doing, if I'm going all that distance, I better get a belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, let Joe know he can put it under advisement. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that's really all yeah, we've got. Re- oh, oh, there was. I did reach out though in our spare time to mm-hmm. some of her friends at OCRWC. Okay. I reached out to Adrian. We love greatly. Um, absolutely. Great team over there. Because um, it was one of those things that we're like, all right, it's kind of been everything's just been kind of wait, yep. you know, like, wait, yep. and let's see, wait, and let's see. So everybody's been really quiet and guys from the, you know, from the horse's mouth here, they're waiting too. Um, yep. right now, everything's still on board for them. Normally everything's moving just fine. Um, going it's a climatic update. <laughs> yep. Nothing, 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 but it was one of those breaking things news that, is there is like, no news. Yeah. Breaking. <laughs> It makes me think of like, because I was like, well, I just want more than anything an update from them to say like, right. okay, like how are things sure. looking? And it made me feel like Angela on the office when she like runs and she's like, I have an important announcement to make about your checks. They will be coming as scheduled with the proper payments. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much status quo. Yep. But and as always, anyway. we will keep you updated when we have updates to update you with. <laughs> Absolutely. Until then, I guess that's really it for this week. Uh, mm-hmm. If you got any questions or want to talk shop with us, hit us up. I'm Jacob Bosecker. I'm Leah Hensley. We'll talk to you next week, guys. Take care. 
This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>